1: How many know God wants to do good things? He's a good God who wants to do good things for us. And, you know, we've been in this season where the Lord, revival is not something we're looking for. Revival is what we're living in. How many of you say that's yes right here at Awakened Church? I mean, when you can see what, you know, thousands of people gather for a concert during the Christmas season and then come back to Twisted and see souls and souls saved and Listen, let me tell you something. Can I just tell you I know you're supposed to go ahead and sit and I'll tell you stand in a minute. But when when you when you have a church that can do a twisted event like what's coming this week, and know that from the rest from this event for the rest of the year, souls are just gonna come in into this church because of twist it's not just about a musical it's about the winning of the lost and if you have family members that just would never come to a sunday morning but they will come to that make sure you get them to twist it it's a soul winning opportunity it's a campaign for the hearts and minds of people and so i i'm you know if i lived here i would totally be dragging all my family and i may just drag i may just go down the street and drag some people so i just want to encourage you get get behind it because awaken church you are winning the lost and you're equipping them for the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 You know, there was a couple of things, you know, I want to share and then I want to I preach. I want to see this gentleman. I don't know why he has a cane, of, a crutch over there, but I totally want to see you throw it. I, do, I don't know why he has it. But it's, I, said, I said, oh, yeah. So at any moment here, we're going we're gonna to deal with that, whatever that is. We're going to get rid of that cane, that crutch. You know, we have we have on Tuesday nights during corona the coronavirus thing. You know, I was really I was really frustrated because we couldn't pray, you know, normally before that you could go and pray for people in the hospital and you know, we could see miracles in the hospital and things and thank you. Thank you worship team. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm messing up the whole thing. I'm just I'm just I'll get the rhythm by second service. So, but we, 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 you know, I really felt the responsibility that people were going to be locked in their homes and that a lot of churches don't believe like Awakened Church where God can heal, where God heals. And so we started something called the Healing healer Rooms on Tuesday nights, and it's, it's, we have a group of people that we, that we meet with. But we have people all around the world signing up. And we're usually a couple weeks booked on our schedule. So we have healing technicians that go into a Zoom room. And when one, a person sends their need, whether, you know, the gentleman with cancer, we, we would have a, a room for him. He would come into that Zoom room. And then we would have our technicians pray. And then we've been seeing healings and miracles and signs and wonders. This morning I was reminded of a woman that about a, about a about a year ago came into a healing room, and she was a she was on her way to be a professional surfer in, in Australia, and she somehow the board, you know, did its thing and came back and hit her in the back of, in the head. And it, it caused such brain damage that she couldn't surf again. She actually lost all of her equilibrium. She couldn't, things that would, were normal were no longer normal anymore. She couldn't even drive in a car. She, her license was taken from her. She could hardly sit in the car. The, the moving like this would make her pass out. And she had lost her life. She had basically lost everything. She was alive, but she had lost everything that she wanted. So she came to a healing room. And we prayed for her, and she got completely healed. Her serving career is, is, is taken off again. And you know what's really beautiful is that one miracle launched into someone hearing and reading her testimony on Facebook saying, I wanna know where that happened. So she, she someone who had a major, major um, back injury called a month ago into the healing rooms and God healed that person. Now if God can heal, if God can heal through video on Zoom, how much more so could he heal right here in this room and bring change and transformation to all of our lives? doesn't matter if it's financial, spiritual, emotional. God wants to heal because he wants to show you how much he loves you. Amen? So I'm excited about that. Another thing I'm excited about is when I was praying for you, I kept seeing that, you know, I kept seeing dominion. I kept seeing Dominion, and I know that there's, there's a campaign of a vision, vi- vision Builders campaign, 2024, but I felt like this was gonna be a record-breaking year for El Cajon. A record-breaking year, not only in Vision Builders. Now that should get exciting to, for some of you. Some of you are like, well, it's because you haven't made any pledge yet. But, the, but if, you, if you realize, all right, I'm, I'm a guest. I know I'm a guest, but I feel so at home. So I want, I, want you, I want you to realize in 2024, there's gonna be record breaking of every level in, in El Cajon. You're gonna look at the numbers of 2024 of how many people got saved, how many people got baptized, how many people came in here. You're gonna look at the numbers of 2024 for El Cajon and it's gonna be explosive rocket ship numbers. There's, I saw uptick and uptick and uptick for 2024 for, for El Cajon campus. That's exciting to me. That's exciting. So get ready for upticks and and record-breaking. Now, I want you not just to receive that for your campus, but I want you to know if it's happening for your campus, how many of you know it should be happening for you? That this is going to be a record-breaking year for you, that God is going to break break records in your family, in your life. Things that were limited are going to break off. This is the year of record-breaking. Say it with me. Year of record-breaking. So I believe that there's going to be just going back to dominion, I felt like the, 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 the El Cajon anointing, the anointing in this region that's on this church is going to cover more than it's ever covered before, and it's going to actually set more people free than it's ever before. It's going to have more, more influence, El Cajon, this Awaken, El Cajon is going to have more influence in this region than it ever had before. This is the season of dominion in El Cajon, not only, not only giving dominion, but actually displaying in dominion. You understand what I'm saying? So get ready to dominate. <laughs> get ready to dominate, amen. All right, all right, so that's, that's, a, little, that's a little fun stuff. That was fun. Are we, are we getting healed now? Is that why you're standing? He <laughs> you just stood up, I'm like, okay, let's do it. So what happened? You're riding your Harley and you got hit. Okay, so did you get surgery? Nine Nine bolts? Nine surgeries. Did they fix everything? We're almost brothers in our shirts. <laughs> okay, so your ankle doesn't move. Ooh, come on, somebody, we're gonna get that movement back. <laughs> How many know that's not his destiny to have an ankle that's fused together and doesn't move? Now, all we have to do is just ask God, and we'll ask God, and we'll see, and we'll see what God does. But I, I, we've seen, you know, metal disappear. We've seen metal replaced by bone. That's not something that is foreign to us. And so it's, it's not something that we pray for all the time, because we don't have that all the time, but we're going to pray today. How many of you want to pray today? All right, so what I want to do, I'm, I want to preach this message, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to do it, and we're going to see. Are going to see. Are you in pain? Not in pain, a little, any numbness, any pain, anything that we can notice to change other than just movement. Okay. What is your name? Zach, we're coming back to you. We're going to pray that God starts to work even as I'm preaching. And then we'll, we'll finish it off in 19 minutes. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Today, I want to talk to you about embracing God life. Embracing God life. And we're going to start reading in, in Mark chapter 11, in, in verse 20 from the message. Um, Michael and Lisa, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. And, and God's, God's, I'm trying to get into the message, but we. All right. Well, <laughs> But, but the, the sincerity of your hearts towards the kingdom of God is what God loves. And that's why angels are always around you. And I don't know if you even recognize, it's hard to recognize angelic activity. And it's not something we talk, we don't go, oh, there's an angel. But you can feel favor on people when there's, and that favor is, is God's heaven's resources all coming around them. And I feel your sincerity has attracted heaven in, in a new way, in a fresh way. And, and my, my, I'm like, Lord, I know I'm going to go see them and I want to hang out with them, but what else is there? And God says this new season is a, is a great season. And it's a season where that sincerity that's on your life is going to begin to be like a magnet of favor, a magnet of favor. You don't have to put on anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change anything. You just stay where you are in your place of, of, of sincerity. And in that place of sincerity, God is going to reward you like you never imagined, because God wants to show that grace is more powerful than might. Yeah, we'll we'll dig into that a little bit more later. All right, let's get into this message. I think. (laughs) It says here in in Mark eleven in the Message Bible, it says in the morning. This is after Jesus had walked to a fig tree the day before, and he reached to the fig tree, and the fig tree didn't have any fruit on it. He lifted the leaf, and if you understand, the fig trees, they look a certain way. The leaves look a certain way if the fruit is ripe. The leaves are large to cover up the fruit that is growing ripe under it. It's it's large to hide it from the shade. And so when Jesus is approaching, he's not approaching it just, you know, he, he knows it's out of season, but it looks like it's in season. How many of you ever had something like that? It's out of season, but it looks like it's in season. When you're a person of favor, you expect things that don't look right to actually function for you. And so he walks up to it, and he lifts the leaf, and there's no fruit under it. And so he says something to it. He says, you will bear no more fruit. And I want you to understand what the Bible says in, in the New King James, which I do like. It says, it says that he responded to the tree. It, that means when you respond to something, it's speaking something to you first. And so the tree was saying, you are rejected because you reach for something and it's not there. And he says, you will bear no fruit. I want you to know some of you today are going to say to something that tried to bear fruit on you of rejection, of shame, of guilt, of condemnation. You're going to tell it to stop growing on you. And, and then you're going, to, you're going to not allow it to bear anymore. It's not going to take one more moment of your day, one more moment of your life, and you're going to walk on to your next level. So Jesus is doing that. He lifts it, nothing's there. He, he tells it, you will bear no more fruit. You're not going to have any fruit on me, and you are, from this day forward, gone. I'm t- I want to talk to someone that you're still depressed for, from what happened 12 years ago. Someone rejected you. It was a personal love-romance love relationship and someone rejected you and broke your heart 12 years ago, and you have not trusted relationships since, and God is setting you free today, for you're going to turn to that tree and say, you will bear no more fruit on me. You will bear no more fruit on me. I will never, ever allow this depression to come on me again because of rejection. Now, whoever that's for, you don't need to run down. The, this is not, price is right. You can just accept where you, just accept it right where you are. So this is where we're. we're the following day, they're, they're, walking, they're walking back the same route. And, and we're going to read this in the scripture. It says, in the morning, walking along the road, they saw the fig tree shriveled to a dry stick. I like that. How many of you want some stuff that used to bother you to be shriveled to a dry stick? It was shriveled to a dry stick. And then Peter, remembering what had happened to the previous day, said to him, Rabbi, look to the fig tree. Look at the fig tree you cursed. it; It is shriveled up. Shriveled up. Someone say it's shriveling up. Shriveling up. And then the next thing he says, Jesus says, was, was matter of fact, embrace this God life. Jesus says to him, embrace this God life. You know what the scripture says? It says, have faith in God. Do you know when you have faith in God is embracing the God life that he planned for you? How many of you can embrace this God life to another level? Embrace this God life. Then he says, really embrace it. Don't just think about it. Don't just dream of it. But when you embrace something, you take it as if you can hold it, if you can handle it. It's yours. It's It's in your possession. It's not in someone else's possession. I don't want you to treat life like it's in someone else's possession and you're just waiting for someone to give you something. You need to embrace this God life. (laughs) Embrace this God life as if you are fully in control and able to activate this by faith and walk out this God life that God has for you. He says embrace it, really embrace it. Now that tells me that there's a way to embrace it and then there's a way to really embrace it. There's a way to go, yes, God, I know you have a good life for me, and I'm just waiting for it to tick out. Or there's a one that says, you know, God, you have a good life for me, and I'm going, and I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to grab it. I'm going to take a hold of it. Faith is not just wanting something or even hoping for something, but embracing it. The action of getting it. Come on, say action. So you're going to have to take another level of action in this season. And he says, embrace this, embrace it. And nothing will be too much for you. You know, one of the things that I find that people are, the reason they don't embrace this God life is because they they feel like they have a capacity issue. You You ever felt like, oh, this is just overwhelming? This is just too much? But the God life in me will never have a limit in capacity. The God life in you will never have a limit in capacity. You're supposed to be like Jesus. I'm supposed to be like Jesus. Jesus never, ever said that's too much for me. He never looked at anything and said, that's impossible. For something to be impossible, it means it's too much for you. It means you don't have enough strength to handle it. That's the word impossible means not to have enough strength. But God wants you to know that you have enough strength for everything that's coming your way. Don't fight me here. Don't fight me here. Everything that's coming. Now, you don't know what I'm going to do, Mr. Tracy. I know you're just a guest speaker, but I live here. I need you to know it doesn't matter if I'm just driving through. I am here to tell you that God has a God life for you, and this life is bigger than any problem, any circumstance, any issue that you would ever go through. (laughs) Embrace this God life. Woo! Embrace this God life. He says embrace it, and then nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, we're driving here. My son goes, Look at all the mountains. Look at these mountains. This mountain, for instance. Can you imagine if you walk down and you go, That mountain, for instance, if I just say to it, This is what he said. If you say to it, Jump up in a lake, don't shuffle. You guys have seen shuffling. Don't shuffle. Oh, well, you guys have been watching presidential stuff, huh? Goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> he said, it, says, it says, if you say to it, get up, jump up, it won't shuffle. It won't himhaw. Isn't it amazing that after a while we we don't expect the things that we speak to to obey our voice? Wow. But if you like God, if you embrace this God life, you expect everything to respond to you, and when it doesn't, you tell it to dry up like a like a stick. There's no option of hanging around. All right, so I'm. We're in El Cajon, right? There's life in El Cajon. So God says, don't expect what you speak to, to shuffle. Don't expect it to take a long time. Don't expect it to take its long its time. Don't expect it to be there. Because the longer you allow it to linger and take its time, the longer you, your, the more your heart is deferred and you give yourself to a hopeless, sickless, Sickness in the heart. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So we wanna make sure it's not shuffling. When you speak, you have to expect. When you speak, your speak, your words. It's, it's interesting because we use so many words on social media, it starts to make our words mean nothing. But you have to know your words mean something. That already, just because we started talking to Zach's leg, we already started talking to him. I know that there's, something's already working. I don't know how much we're going to see here. I'm hoping to see all of it. I'm expecting it not to shuffle. Yeah. I'm expecting it not to him haw yeah. It says no shuffling, no him hawing How many of you have something that you're ready to get rid of the hemming and the hawing? Yeah. Mm. You are not going to go into 2024 lingering with long lingering doubt, lingering circumstances. We're going to get those things handled today. All right, so here we go. He says it's going to jump up, and it's no him hung, and it's as good as done. This is what God wants you to do. You speak to it, and you walk away as if it's good as done. Now, you don't look back to see if it's shuffling. You don't look back and wonder and start measuring how much did you move. Now, when something is as good as done, you walk away and you leave it. You leave it. Because you know it's done. You're not expecting it to fight back. You're not expecting it to talk back. You're expecting it to submit and surrender. It's as good as done. He says, that's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything. Ranging from small to large, including everything as you embrace this God life. And you'll get and you'll get, you'll get, who's everything? Not just your everything. God's everything. I want to live in God's everything. The Bible tells me, the Bible tells me that, that there, is, there is a power that's found in Hebrews 11.1. One. Hebrews 11.1 one says this, that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Now, we have, we have to, in order to embrace this God life, this God life, the, the life that God really reserved for you, we're going to have to embrace it by faith. Now, that means I'm going to have to have a lot more hope than I have anything else. That was very quiet. You're like, hope? No, hope is the only thing that's going to give you the life that you want. You have to be able to hope for. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, faith is not, the, not just the, the whole thing, but the, that word faith is a substance. It's the pedestal that hope ri- rests on. So you have to have the, the pedestal of faith to put your hope on. And the hope is there, the presentation of what you're expecting to come to pass. Now, sometimes when we see this, we, we're like, okay. So my point number one is we have to embrace the unseen embrace the unseen you have to know that God is going to ask you to believe in what you don't see how many of you felt that besides just the front row here that God says you know what I want you to I want you against all odds I want you to believe in something Oh, well, God, I want this. No, I, against all laws, I want you to stand for something that no one else sees in your life. And even people don't even see that it could possibly happen in your life. I want you to believe against all laws. I want you to have hope that something is going to break out in your life that no one else expects. Can you imagine what that life looks like? That is the God life. Now, when we do that, we, so let's say I'm thirsty. Oh, God, I really want I want, a, I want some water. I want some water. Oh, my goodness, Lord, I'm so thirsty. And Lord, I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm, Lord, send me water. And then the next thing you know, I come across a cap. And I'm like, oh, stupid cap. My goodness, I can't believe I just have a cap. And then we toss the cap. We throw the cap away. Instead of realizing that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence the evidence. See, so it looks like nothing to you, but because I'm believing for a a bottle of water, I know if there is a cap, the rest is there. See, See, one of the things I like, I like Monk. I like Monk. I like, you know, detective shows where you, you know, they always have a, they have a wall where they've been collecting evidence. See, Christians, if we actually could be evidence collectors and build our faith, not based upon the end result, but based upon the evidence that we're collecting, then we would literally have a transformed life. See, El Cajon, we're gonna collect evidence this year. We're not gonna go, oh, this is not a record-breaking year, but we're gonna have a cap where things ticked up a little bit more than it was last time, and then we're gonna say, it's not record-breaking, but God, we're going the right direction. So then we, then we go, okay, well, we toss this. But what if you held on to it? And this holding, the way you hold on to this opens up the next thing, and the next thing you run across and you find a label. You go, oh, a cap and a label. You, 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 do you watch detective shows? <laughs> I just want to know I'm talking to the right people. Because... <laughs> Because you have to know how to collect evidence. See, this is the Bible didn't tell me that faith is the substance of things hoped for and just that's what it is. No, it's the collection of evidence. I'm on the right way. I'm on the right direction. We're going to get there. Oh, no, it's not. not, uh, No, you're stupid. You're believing for this. Look at this. This is ridiculous. Toss it. That's junk. No, it's not. I know you're excellent in all you do, but this is not my junk. This is my evidence board. How many of you can collect evidence in this season? You collect evidence. I've got a label and I have a, I have a cap. If there's a label and there's a cap, that means there's a bottle. So I start to hope for the bottle. Am I hoping for the water? Not yet. Because I know ultimately when I get everything, it's all going to be water in a bottle with a label. You understand what I'm saying to you? I'm not believing for an empty bottle. I'm believing for a full bottle. But when I find the bottom line, well, if you have a, if God, if you created a lid and you created a label and you created a bottle, then you have water. There's no, God will never create something to, a, a vacuum, but God creates a vacuum to be filled. When If we go back to the beginning of time, he said, let there be light. And in the midst of the light, but the fact is the light wasn't there before the empty. He created the empty as an evidence that there was a fill. He created the darkness as an evidence that there was light. So if you're having a problem, the problem is evidence that the opposite is Already created. Is there anybody here with me? Am I just by myself in this early morning service? I need you to know that God wants you to be in this position where you say, I believe and I'm willing to collect evidence until I get. And God will be faithful to make sure that evidence is constantly in front of you so that you can have and embrace what he has planned for you. The next thing I want you to understand as we, as we begin to wrap this up, you have to wrestle. You have to now, you, after you go through this, you have to investigate the unseen. Then you have to wrestle with the impossible. Wrestle with the impossible. The way you wrestle with the impossible is the Bible says that, that you, have to, you have to basically jump on that which is common and wrestle it until it's uncommon. You can accept common. But what if you wrestle? What if you actually wrestle? Jude says that I want you to, I want you to, I, beloved, I, while it was very diligent for me to write you concerning common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you to exhort you to contend earnestly for the faith. Contend earnestly for that next level. Don't just accept common. What does is, what is uncommon salvation look like to you? See, the reason I I pray, the reason, is it going to work? I I have 110% believe it's going to work. Why would you put yourself out like that? It's because I'm not believing just to be saved and going to heaven. I don't want common salvation. I want an uncommon salvation that displays that I am saved and I'm on the right way. Every miracle is a collection of a cap, a bottle, A label. Then the the third thing I want to give you is you have to obey the thirst. Are you thirsty for anything? Do you have any thirst in you for something? It's like you have to obey that thirst. You have to say, Lord, I I trust you. The Bible says that by faith, Abraham left and obeyed. By faith, Abraham obeyed God and left everything else. You can't leave anything behind unless you're thirsty for something new. You, You can justify a life of pain, a life of disappointment, a life of discouragement—it's easy to justify. How many of you have ever seen the human potential? Just accept what's available. Have you seen it? But what if you say, "I'm not going to accept what is here. I'm thirsty for something else." And you know what you have to do is you have to disregard where you are and move to the next level of thirst. Obey the thirst. You know that there's more to life than what you are experiencing. Zach, let's stand for a sec. Just stand right where you are. The devil tried to kill you. He wasn't just trying to damage you. He wasn't just trying to injure you. But your, your your ability to gather men is going to be more powerful in this age than in than the time before. You have, you have come through and walked through, and when you could have given up, you refused to give up. And God is going to give you a signature. He's going to give you a signature. and I, 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 I see a signature like this. I see him just writing out, he's going to give you a signature. And that signature could mean so many things, the power to buy something, the power of influence, a name. But I believe that God wants you to know that whatever you are and whatever you're working on, God wants to set you apart as a brand. And God is going to set you apart as a brand that it doesn't fit in and it doesn't just fill in, but it's something that is now significantly different. Signature and significance. There's a separation. And that separation is what God is releasing on you as the enemy has tried to kill you and tried to wipe out the anointing that's in your life. God is activating that anointing in a new level because the devil saw some danger that's in your future. Not danger to you, but danger to him. And you're a dangerous vessel of God that's going to destroy the works of the devil, that's going to release the kingdom of God on the earth, and you're not going to live a common, common salvation and a common life. Now, I see something that's happening. I know we're talking about your legs, but I'm gonna start at your lower back and I'm gonna start right there and I'm gonna release this, whatever that. I see some kind of fire hitting your lower back. Did you have any pain, any problems in your lower hip and your lower back? You what? You feel, you felt, okay, so right now there's a power that's hitting your, your lower back. And, and I release it down the legs now. I release it down the legs. I release it down the legs. I thank you, Lord. Now give us movement. I command a movement in the ankles. I command movement in the knees. I command movement throughout his body. I command there pain and discomfort. Was it your left leg that you, you were pointing at? I feel like a coolness going down my left leg right now. I just release the power of the Holy Spirit and I release movement and motion. There's no more pain, no more numbing, nothing. I just release life to you now. I release flexibility. I release motion. I release activity in the name of Jesus. Now just begin to do something that you couldn't do. Just try to do something you couldn't do or something that would cause pain. Just 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 try to move it around. Let's check some things. Are you still hurting? Okay so so what only your ankle was only your ankle couldn't move It can't move either way Nothing All right so unbind in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord Give him motion Give him motion I prayed for a woman who and we're, gonna, we're I'm not done with you I'm just telling this story Prayed for a woman who had basically looked like a chain linked down her neck In Boise I don't know it was it was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And she couldn't move her head, she couldn't move her head. She couldn't vacuum, that's how, that's, how, that's how bad it was. And God released all of those chains and restored her neck. I believe that God is doing something right now. Can you, can you just try to move any aspect? Just work with me just a little bit. We thank you. Tell me what's, what you're doing, what you're trying, and do you have any, any, move, any change? You can feel that it wants to. When you do that, does it hurt? And, and it's it's is it two metal pieces that are fused, or is it your bones that are fused? A plate with a bunch of screws connecting the bones and connecting, acting as if it's a where the joint would be. It just completely because there was a gap. Okay, we ask Father for a creative miracle to regrow everything that was there. We ask for a creative miracle. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Now, as he is motioning out, as he begins to feel breakthrough, you're probably going to have to at some point go back for another visit, right? We pray that the constant, huh in about two weeks. Okay, so, Lord, we're expecting in two weeks the doctors to be shocked. Can we, can we pray that? Lord, we pray in two weeks the doctors be shocked. Something be changed and something be different. We thank you for it. You two married? How long have you been married? One year, you have, any, you have a child, two children? Yeah, thank you for the two kids. We thank, release the blessing of God on you and your family. We release the children, the hand of God on the children. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the works of, of the kingdom. Ma'am, did you do some specific kind of training? Are you are you some kind of are you educator or are you a nurse or in in physical your nurse your physical therapy? You work in the office of physical therapy. That's fun. I release the blessing of God on you. I thank you for her. do you have any anything that that bothers you no you're good your knees can you check your knees for me we're gonna get as everybody might as well have good legs father in the name of jesus we thank you for completely restoring her her legs her knees we thank you father for strength you know, the Holy Spirit is going to encourage you over the next week. He's going to encourage you. You've been the enemys wanted to discourage you, but the Lord is going to open up a level of encouragement that's going to come. It's going to be amazing. People are just going to contact you and tell you how much you know you're amazing. But the Holy Spirit Himself is going to just encourage you. In the morning, you're going to feel the the warmth of God, you feel the goodness of God, the closeness of God, and He's going to He's going to encourage you for the sake of restoring you, restoring you to something that's a dream in your heart, a hope in your heart. He's going to restore you. And you may, you may, I don't, there was some kind of thing that I saw, some kind of training, some kind of thing that's going to happen. And God is restoring you to that training. All right. So you guys got something going on over here. All right. <laughs> He's restoring you that training and, and that, that, this is going to be, you want to go into something different, something new and God's releasing you to do it. He wants you to be encouraged. Don't be insecure about it. Don't be inferior about it. Know that God, He wants to encourage you to go ahead and do it because His hand is on you. Will you check your knees and tell me if there's any change in them at all? We, can't, we, don't, want to break the, we don't want to break the metal in them. Want, I want the metal to dissolve so I'm not going to make him push it. But I want to if there was any way to show that you had some change, it would be great. Do you know if there's any change for you? You don't feel pain, or you do feel pain. You don't feel pain anymore, and you felt pain before, all the time, all the time. You need you you needed knee replacements, and right now you don't feel any pain, any grinding, any cracking, any popping, anything, nothing. Well, I thank God that He replaces knees just like He's replacing ankles. Come on, let's glorify the Lord. All right, we got about two more minutes. Is there someone you've been having a pretty severe migraine? (laughs) It it, it didn't even come out of my my lips. You had a word of knowledge I was going to say migraines. Migraine? Lungs, lungs, okay. Well, stand up. Let's get the lungs healed. Anyone with the migraines, though? So pretty heavy migraines. They, they, will, they will put you down. You, you kind of have to kind of lay down for them to go away. I can't see. Is that, is that you as well with the lungs? or No. I'm looking for the headache, the migraine, the, the pain comes across. It may even be just in the eye, some, just pain, just discomfort. Is that you? Your four-year-old. What's his name or her name? Rylan. And she's here? Okay, so when you go, does she, does she, how often does she have them? She had her first one this week. Was it in the eye? Okay, so Rylan. So, is that, that, am I saying that right? Father, I take away all migraine from Rylan. I thank you, Lord, that the grace of God is on her. I release the power of the Holy Spirit, and we command no more migraines. And I just say every level of stress that has come upon her I released peace over her. I felt like this was a spirit of anxiety that was trying to take over in her life. And I see a generational uh, kind of thing that's tried to happen in anxiety. And I break that generational anxiety in the name of Jesus. I command it to go. And I release it off of her. And I release it off of your family. I don't know if it comes through the women, but I break it in the name of Jesus. And I command no more anxiety, no more stress over over her. And I release her from it. Her eyes are healed. Her her nervous system's healed. She has peace in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, she won't have me anymore, so it's hard to test that ever again. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages